Welcome to the Sports Honchos Radio Show, part of the Go Sports Media Company Radio Network. We're hoping you're here because you've just about had it with everyone and everything else. And you're looking for a pair of good-looking guys to tell it like it is, like it was, and how it should be. Or maybe you've got nothing else to do right now and you just need to waste some time. Either way, you might as well turn it up because it's time for the boys to get in your face, under your skin, over the top, and out of bounds. And now, here are your honchos, Paul Cuthbert and Robert Cuny. Are you ready, Mr. Cuny? I am ready, Mr. Cuthbert. Well, then let's go! Yeah, baby, it's Wednesday night and we are live! The Sports Honchos coming at you! Now on the Dean Blundell Network! Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and everybody say hello to... Nation's favorite honcho, Mr. Robert Cuny. What's up, RK? Uh, I'm at least in the top two of the nation's favorite honchos, but thank you very much. I am well. Greetings and salutations, everybody, and welcome to another yuck-filled extravaganza. Now brought to you by the good folks at DeanBlundell.com. What's up, Dean? What's up, crew? Team Blundell, baby. I like There's it. a lot of them. I like it. Some good folks over there. Some good people. We're excited to hang out with these folks. And they've uh, said some nice things about us as well. So we're we're happy. We're excited. What have they said? You can tell. You can tell from the sound of my said? voice. Can't well, you? I want to hear what they said. Did you write down they all the quotes? They said we're happy and excited. <laughs> I think I said it right there. They're happy and excited. Even after I said last week we would have Canadian jokes continue on this show? Yeah, that was you that said Canadian jokes. They've told me. They're looking forward to working with me. Oh, okay. And no mention of the other guy. I wanted to clear that up. No mention of the other guy because, you know, they took that Canadian stuff pretty, pretty seriously. (laughs) So how you doing, buddy? How's everything? Here we are, February 17th. And it's episode 20 for us. We hit a milestone, my friend. We have. Those of you that had uh, in the pool that we'd give up at 19, (laughs) you lost. You lost. It's close. Sorry, we are reporting for duty, just like pitchers and catchers have reported today, which means, well, you wouldn't know it from looking out the window, at least from my kitchen slash studio, but we're entering springtime. They're predicting yet another, yet another blizzard. Can't wait. For for us around here, that's like four or five inches, plus a fine coating of sleet and ice and such. But, you know, like with everything, every prediction they have around here the last couple of years, it'll just turn out to be, you know, slush, yucky stuff. And well, that's, just, that's not – we want to send out our best thoughts to everybody down in Texas, by the way, our, our okay. listeners down in, in we Texas. Are not com- we're not going to compare our situation to what's going on in Texas, nor are we going to politicize it like everyone in the world seems to be doing right now, except to say we sure do feel bad for you folks in Texas. We do. You know, we're, it, as if your, your Houston sports teams – haven't given you enough service. Oh, buddy. Now Mother Nature has rained, if you'll pardon the pun, on your parade. But we'll get to all of that soon, I promise. Right. But first, before we start here, Rob, yes, um, sir. I did say we were going to start with the national anthem here on the Honchos. And we've now adopted, since we've joined the Dean Blundell Network, this is our new national anthem. Canada, baby! Love the red and the white! 
Part of the Sorry, contract with be, Dean. Let's go. I will not be smirch the Canadian national anthem by singing it. Come on, buddy. <laughs> pretend, pretend you're at the Verizon Center. Caps are playing. We're back in the stands. I would, I'd be getting and a hot playing dog. They're the Oilers. Come on. I would come back for the R national anthem. Stand on guard for... Beginning, Rob. We should take our hats off. I can't. My headphones would come off. Fire up the poutine! Get the show going. Where's our national anthem? Sports honchos, A. No. Sports honchos, B? I don't know. It's Sorry, I made a, a weak candidate now. joke there. It's official. There we go. All so right. we're just going to go elbows deep into Canada, huh? Absolutely. I've been, uh, it's been a while, man. I haven't been up north in a few years. My last uh, stop was in Montreal. Montreal. Did you, see, did you see lo- the inhabitants, the Montreal Canadians, while you were there? A couple people. A couple of folks. I no, I meant the, the hockey the team, not the actual inhabitants of, of Montreal. At, the Habs were out of town at the time. No. no. So, no poor planning there. on your part. Yeah. So, so how are you feeling, pal? Are we going to talk some sports tonight? You got What's going on? Before at we some talk point, sports, do we have something else to talk about? At some point, well, you know, since we had very little rehearsal time today, full disclosure, <laughs> zippy rehearsal. So we're flying by the seat of our 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 tuchim, our collective. Should I play tuchim. some Bon Jovi or some Aerosmith "Living on the Edge" in the background right now? If you no, no, okay, okay. no. But I will ask. Okay, speaking of planning, that was an awkward yet semi-professional segue. How was your Valentine's Day? Super duper, man. I hung out with the ones I love. Plural. Wow. Usually you have to go to Vegas for that kind of action. Oh, well, hold on a second. You know, <laughs> I meant my childers and me wife, you know, got it nice and easy. Uh, took it easy. And, um, yeah, it was a Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Last this past Sunday. See, I'm already looking forward to next Valentine's day already. Put it behind Wow. Us. You're already planning for February 2022. 2022. We can go outside, go places, do things. You hope, uh, you know, Pending, oh, it's going to happen. Winter weather. It's going to happen. Well, let's hope so. So, I let's look, I know, so. what, I know what this is alluding to. You want me to say, hey, Rob, how was your Valentine's? No, I wasn't actually going to wait. I was just going to charge in and tell you about my Valentine's Day. <laughs> let's go. Whether you asked me or not. It was, I should say, none of your business after last yeah, week. Yeah, but I babe. won't. See, now, see, you're learning, buddy. You're <laughs> but learning. I won't. I was going to tell you that <laughs> Grace and I braved not the elements, but... COVID fears and actually went to a restaurant that shall remain nameless. We were masked up. There was plenty of social distancing, had a lovely dinner. And that was that, you know, it was nice to, to feel semi-human again, you know, and there were, there were, there was about three or four other couples in a restaurant that seats about five times that much. Okay. Got a booth, no one around us, a lot of privacy, as they say. And again, it was nice to feel semi-human Semi? for a couple hours. Wow, I didn't realize we were bad down there in uh, D.C. Maryland area. I mean, no, I know, just I like know a, you've seen some tough times down there recently, but well, it's just like every place else. I mean, people are hesitant to go out, and when you do go out, you're masked up, and there's fewer people than normal. 
you can sense the pandemic even when you're trying to have a nice evening out. And that's what I mean by semi-human. Semi-human. I think it's a little drastic. Semi. You do, do you? I only know oh, one thing to okay. say. And this all is right. for all, all the broken-hearted people. Oh, no. Woo! Yeah, yeah! Rob is so bobbing romantic. his head, folks. He does approve of some Jay Giles band, baby. So romantic, are you? Right. Isn't speaking of which, uh, Peter Wolf is he still signing autographs or is he no longer with us? Wow, that is that's fucking terrible. <laughs> I just I that's can't remember fucking, these. That's days. all you think of is death. It feel it feels like Poor every guy. time we do a show, a bunch of famous people have passed away, including today. By the way, yeah, which continues. actually leads me into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which was not Rush Limbaugh. Who died at seventy? I think cancer was the See, was that, the cause. Now I agree with you. We should have prepared. I didn't want you to mention that guy's name on this show, but you no, did. Well, see, yeah. that's what happens. Whatever. Well, I, and I'm going to mention to say that I was doing my usual doom scrolling through Twitter, which gets me super angry. And uh, this is an appropriate song to play underneath this talk. That's, this has nothing thanks. to do with with with. All right, that enough. radio host whose names are going to that, that I just the end of our Valentine's Day section. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Post, we're, well, Valentine's recap. We've effortlessly moved into bitching about Twitter. Woo! It's my Not favorite. all social media, just Twitter. And let me ask you a question. Please do. That's what I'm here for, Rob. You're me and you super... get together on Wednesday nights to ask each other questions and to talk about sports and such. And stuff and whatnot. You're super active on the Twitter machine. Way too much. I really wish you didn't tell people what? that. Well, nothing like doing some not marketing. Um, what is to you is the difference between a like and a retweet? Because I feel like I, I know. A like well, I'll is, let you answer. A like is that, yeah, I'm interested, but I'm, I'm not going to let people know that I really, really subscribe to your opinions. How about that? But then why bother? If you like something, you are sort of saying that you agree well, let's say, and subscribe to those me and opinions. You follow each other. Uh, I don't know. Which we do, but I don't know. I, am I following you? I'm not sure. I don't know. I got like one follower. So maybe you say some stupid shit, but because Which I do we're all some, the time, because we're friends, I give you a little like the fist bump quietly, a little heart. But right. I might be saying, well, "Fucking guy, fucking Cuny's out of his mind posting that shit." I'm not going to retweet it. There you go. Because to me, it's it's if. I like something. I'm not only do I retweet it, but I generally quote tweet it. I give some sort of a comment so you can see what it is I'm referring to. Nothing like seeing something on your timeline. Somebody's replying. You have no idea to what they are referring. But what I really don't understand is when you ask someone a question and rather than respond, they just like the question. Busy. Or when you give someone a compliment Better and they just to do. like the, but it takes the same energy to retweet just to me, a retweet is you want hey, to make. If I'm climbing up the side just... of a mountain, if I'm climbing up the side of a mountain, and I happen to pull my phone out to see my Twitter feed, and I see something, but I ain't got time to really comment on it, boom, I'm hitting the thumb, easy, phone goes back in the pocket, and I go up the rest of the mountain. I hope you all are now have that vision in your head of Paul climbing Mount Mount Everest. And then he gets a <laughs> it's phone. Where I go to Yodel, Rob. Oh, look, CUNY said something <laughs> stupid. Let me like it. Like, for instance, I'm on my way to go yodeling. I, one of our newest sports honchos followers, I reached out, 
said, thanks for the follow, appreciate it. And there was a like, instead of saying, you're welcome, or oh, even a retweet. Man. I know. Do we this have to get you real friends? Bitch. Do we have to get what? you real friends? No, no. You're I'm not talking saying, to dogs, are you, in your basement, are you? I, I, I talk to any inanimate object. I gotta call I can DC find. police and find out if people are missing. It's just the idea that you would respond to people with a like as opposed to taking the time. You, you know, you better watch yourself, pal, because if this, this new friend I know of yours is happen. listening, they're probably going to unfollow you now. Great. I don't need you. <laughs> What's the point then? Go ahead. So you are Twitter sensitive. Go ahead. So you you're, twi- block. <laughs> you're Twitter sensitive. I am super Twitter sensitive. I think you should just retweet. Screw likes. If you don't like it, don't read rebroadcast it. It's a network, not a closet, like my Twitter page says. You retweet things you like or you ignore them if you don't like them. There is no middle ground. Look, You, you can't you be everybody's friend. Rules, Either man. you like it or you don't. No, no. I set my own rules. Yeah, but you can't can expect people rules? to act sure the same way that you do. Yes. No. Yes, I can. No, that's... <laughs> yes, that's I wrong. can. And they will. No. As I, I'm watching my followers dwindle down to zero yeah. now. Either that or everybody I know will start liking everything. Just to troll me, which is fine. Yeah. The guy, Whatever who, gets the the guy you're talking about who followed you and you said appreciate, he probably just retweeted, man, that guy Cuny's a nut job. And now he everybody is. else is going to retweet his tweet. And that's fine. That's the point. Well, Don't there's just a like difference, it. pal. If it's something that is interested, interesting to you and you think it might be interesting to the people who follow you, then you retweet that. Now, if I and see you like, out there and you and you have a comment on blueberry pie that I disagree with, I'll either comment with you one-on-one, but I may not retweet that because I don't want people to know how you feel about blueberry pie as opposed to my feelings towards blueberry pie. I, I noticed, by the way, that you there was, no, there was radio silence about the Alan Ball tweet about the chicken sandwich, which I tagged the sports honchos on. Yeah, who makes that? That was the Burger King chicken sandwich. Well, see, I don't know who I, Alan Ball is. I don't know that he has a blue check mark. All right, by so he's his a perfect name. example. You know why I didn't? I didn't uh, like it. I didn't retweet. I didn't comment. It's because I haven't eaten one of those goddamn sandwiches in freaking years. And that's why you're so miserable. No, I'm not miserable. <laughs> that's why you're angry. I eat the chicken sandwiches over at Wendy's, and they're fine. By the way, if Wendy's or Burger King would like to sponsor the sports honchos, <laughs> we're certainly willing you know to what? say the both Burger sandwiches King's- are amazing. The Burger Kings in my area are in the dark and murky towns. I don't go to those towns, okay? The dark no, they're just and too murky far away. towns. No. It's just too far away. There's actually two. Okay, things. so I, I, you one know last what I've thing. always said, Rob? Yes, Burger King is where all the people who work at Burger King are all oh, the boy. people who get fired, who got fired at Wendy's, McDonald's, Ouch. and everywhere else. So there you go. Once There's again, my take on the say, king. Once again, I must say the comments of Paul Cuthbert not necessarily reflect <laughs> the sports honchos or Go Sports Media Incorporated or the DeanBlundell.com family of podcasts. Uh, so somebody out there who hates the teaching profession said something stupid about teachers in the pandemic. And some she started her tweet with Was it Betsy this Davos? is something I can never forget. No, oh. no, she's just she's 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 somebody. Was, it, Rush, like was it Rush Limbaugh before he no. Uh... No. But anyway, I, I, of course, made my usual snarky, assholian retweets and comments about it. And what was confusing was this person liked my response. So I feel like like is more of a I noticed it. 
not so much I actually liked it. I just noticed it, and which is fine. The fact that she recognized her own stupidity sort of makes me happy. So the moral of the story is just get off of social media, everyone, entirely. Yeah, there you go. Problem solved. Done and done. That's it. That's it. That's all, that's all you got. That's all I got. All right. Good night, everybody. We'll, we'll see you next Wednesday. It's for all you teachers out there. If I was a little bad jack, I'd be talking about this. We just had Rob Cutie call in, and he's a little upset about his friends on Twitter. Well, here's a little song for Rob. I'm the Wolfman. Sing along, Rob. You You're the singer in this relationship. Tease hey, Rob you- a lot here. Get him on the spot. I'll give you a quarter if you can tell me who sang this song and what group he was from. And without looking at your computer. Too late, man. John Sebastian, buddy. What group? He used to be in a group called the John Sebastian Project. No, you're done. (laughs) Or the Lovin' Spoonful, of course. Uh, I was always a fan of the You know, hot town summer in the city. Back of my neck feeling dirty and gritty. Cool down isn't it a pity. There doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. All right. When's the album coming out, buddy? <laughs> the way I Rob when? Kenny speaks the hits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, look for it in the cutout bin near you. Now, there's a reference you have to be our age to understand when I say the Cutie. cutout bin. <laughs> <laughs> Robert. Hey, Wolfman Jack here with the Robert Cutie experience. <laughs> oh, boy, that's, that's too much experience for anybody. Uh, all right, hey, you, you done want, with your, are you done with your Twitter bitching or you got something else for us? Yeah, you want to talk some sports or are we just going to sit here, what? you know, schlecking our bookings? Time for the drums and some college talk, some college sports. Woo! While we're waiting for March Madness. Is March Madness in March? Yes, did you oh, listen to the show last week? Just Were you making there? Sure, just making sure we got some... Name dropping, anthem issues. It's tonight's nothing good going on in the NCAA. Basically, is what's happening, Rob. Take it away, brother. Tonight's college report is brought to you by Social Justice Everywhere. Um, Valparaiso, good old Valpo from. Are you uh, sure they pronounce it that way? Probably not, but who cares? Because they're dropping their team name. Valpo to the uninitiated is dropping the name Crusaders along with their mascot and logos. There's really not much else to chew on here other than to say it's it's the wave that was not precipitated by the Wolfskins changing their name, but the, it's coming. This has been going on for a long time, long before Redskins were a controversial name, going back to the St. John's Redmen, the Syracuse Orangemen. Hey, you remember when St. John's was the Redmen, don't you? I do. It was wrong. Folly? Of course it was. Complaining about that for years. No, you weren't. I wasn't. I don't believe you. I, I don't was. believe you for a second. I was. Anyway, anyway I just, I, Crusaders, you know, if you reach back far enough into just about any name, I shouldn't say just about any name. There are a lot of names if you reach back far enough, they become offensive. And I'm not here to say Valpo's doing the wrong thing. Valpo. I just... I wonder what's next from the Crusaders. Or not from the Crusaders. I wonder what school is going to be next and what name Well, do you will be agree next. with this specific sure. name dropping? I, I, I have no problem with it. Do, I mean, do I you didn't want to tell everybody Valpo. the story behind as to 
why? Why the Crusades? Are you wearing a 1983 Baltimore Orioles championship hat? No, I'm just wearing a Baltimore Orioles oh. hat. Do you like me to you say know, that's the last time team, they won anything? The team, you know, okay. Just so we're clear, I believe the last time they won was just a few years before the last time your Rangers won a Stanley Cup. If we're going to talk Incorrect. about droughts, incorrect. Ninety-four. Uh, I said a few years. Before. Quite a difference. It's like eleven years. Yeah, eleven years. Okay, I will tell you that I am immune and to in people baseball trash years, talk. buddy. You talk Yankees, <laughs> you got an issue. This. It's easy to trash talk. It's easy to be a fan of a team that's won a million championships. It takes real balls. That's why us Yankee fans and the uh-huh. Canadian fans get on so well. You're not a Canadians fan. You're not I that said, much. No, of a I said we get along very well with each other. Right, of course. We've won so many because they're all elitist and scumbags. Manchester United fans too. Uh huh. Could you pick other teams that are super successful? One. I only pick one. I can remember. See, now you got me all off track with this Valpo thing, making fun of the Orioles. Look, well, all right. I'm sorry. I, well, let me bring you back. Why did they drop no, the name? What's no, the issue? I'm, I'm done talking about Valpo. Come look, on! look, schmuck. You cannot – I am immune to people trying to trash talk the Orioles because I know they suck. I'll be the first to admit it. They got the 0.0% chance of making the playoffs according to fan graphs. Hold on. I got to turn, turn the college music off because zero. now you've – now look what you've done. Look what you have done. No, look what you've done. No, look what you've done. You and your Oriole baiting, and this is just a regular old Orioles hat in honor of spring training, which I wore – just to see if I could bait you into getting me off track. And congratulations, <laughs> you did. Look, nobody gives a shit about Valparaiso, okay? Nobody cares. However, however, I'm going to get myself back on track. No thanks to you. Let's talk about tiny Bluefield College. All right, hold on. In Bluefield, Virginia. Bring the drums back. Go Thank you. Bring the drums talk. back. Go. Okay, Bluefield, Virginia, which is located twixt the... Uh, Virginia and West Virginia. It's right there close to the border between the two states. Tiny little school, 7-14 and 14 in the NAIA Appalachian Athletic Conference. Hang in, 7-14, and 7-12 and 12 conference play, 7-14 and 14 overall. Tiny little school. Uh, they have decided that they are going to stay in the locker room during the national anthem to avoid, this is the headline, to avoid having the season taken away from them. Okay, this was a team that was suspended. The whole team was suspended for kneeling during the anthem on February 9th. So there was a February 9th home game. They knelt, forfeited, and then were suspended by the school president. Not by the NAIA, but by Bluefield College's uh, president. Now, they have decided, rather than forfeit the entire season, that they are going to stay in the locker room during the national anthem with no intention to, as they say, refrain from speaking out against racial injustice and police brutality. Okay. Um, So here is my question about good old Bluefield college, because the, the leader of this, of this movement, the forward named Stanley Christian said, it's bigger than us. And we don't want to have the season taken away from us. We feel like we're in a great position to bring this school a title. So we'll stay in the locker room during the national anthem. They don't want any more backlash. And we would definitely take a need in the anthem. So if they really want to make a stand, if they really want to make a stand for social justice, wouldn't the thing to do is to continue to kneel and give up your season 
Not that I'm suggesting that they should have to give up their season, but if the choice is being suspended and really making a statement, and you, by the way, you're 7-14, and 14, so I'm not sure what championship they'll be bringing, but your season's really not exactly going upward. It's going more downward. So why not say, look, social justice is more important. School wants to suspend us. We're done. And let's bring all kinds of attention rather than say, you know what, okay, we're going to stay in the locker room, which is a form of protest. I get it. But I just feel like they had an opportunity here. Look, Colin Kaepernick threw away his career at the prime of his career. And we still talk about him years later. So I think Bluefield had a chance here to truly make some inward, to make some inroads towards a real protest for social justice. And, you know, I'm not going to say it. They gave up, but they missed an opportunity here. They want to make some history. That would have been historic. All right, so when you say they missed, are you talking completely as a whole, the uh, organization, the university, the town, the community, or are you just talking about the team, the players? Just the team, because the school is See, clearly not behind tricky. this. That's what's, it's difficult, man. And I'm not sure what kind of scholarships you get at the NAIA level. If it's if you even get scholarships at that level. So I'm not really sure that 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 changes things, obviously, because it's paying for college for a lot of people. If you're playing Division one, I. I don't know how it works in AIA. Let me ask you something. Yes, sir. Minus the Vietnam era. <laughs> OK, and, and every era prior to that, as far as having to be drafted into the military, right. you know, OK. And obviously, I mean, the 80s was just a. A screw fest for everybody, um, for all of us who grew up in it. That's me and you, Rob. Um, and then, obviously, no, there's been no draft. There's no other concern. Obviously, we had a, a, an amazing amount of talent and, and wonderful kids and family sacrifice for after um, for the Gulf War, everything else. So what I'm getting at is this time period for not only teenagers, kids, and college kids, again, they're not going to lose their lives right now in terms of anything that they're going to do, To do, I guess, as far as, I mean, it is dangerous out there regardless, unfortunately, with the temperature of the world in this country right now. But I'm, I guess in short, I'm trying to, I'm just thinking of the kids as you're talking about this story and thinking about how how easy we had it. We never worried about any of this shit because, number one, there wasn't the social media, the internet, uh, all that other stuff. And, and, you know, and look, we're, look we're, we're two white kids, two white guys who grew up in white neighborhoods and stuff, and, and I'll, I'll be the first one to say I, I, I wasn't affected by it. I'm, I'm blessed by the grace of God. Thanks to my parents, I was raised, you know, as I am not a racist. I hate racist. I hate all that stuff. Um, but I had a pretty good normal childhood and I didn't have to worry about any of that stuff. And I went to high school and I was just, you know, playing hockey sports, hooking up with chicks and music. And then I did a little bit of college and that's it. I never really, there was nothing for me to really worry about. There were no pandemics. Um, there was none of this stuff. So I'm just thinking about what you're saying there and going, you got to hand it to the kids today. Like I said, not opposed to the kids who got drafted to go die in wars for this country. But it's it's kind of a difficult time, no? No, it's a very difficult time, and I I'm I share your sentiments about you know how we were raised and where we were raised and the the some of the things that we enjoyed 
Um, so I don't, I mean, that's why I'm saying their, their protest is certainly. But isn't it easier uh, for us to say this is what they could have done, they should have done that? Yes. When, okay. when me and you are it, here, right. we've already is. lived our childhood, college lives and stuff, so it's easy for us to be on the, on, on behind a mic here right now. Abs- so, yeah, you guys should do something a little different than that. Well, no, absolutely. I just, I'm just sort of speculating that uh, this is not an admonishment of the Bluefield men's no, college I'm basketball you, team. Not at all. I just, I'm just wondering aloud, what would it have been a bigger impact in a theoretically lost season? I suppose they could win their conference tournament and go on and make some hay in the NAIA playoffs. But is it a missed opportunity here to really say to the rest of the sports world? Look, we gave up a whole season for what we believe in. Not saying again that that's what they should have done. What they did was wrong. I just I'm wondering aloud if maybe that's the way to go. Does that really start? Well, these kids go the home movement? and they have to think about their future and and, and their careers and their you know. Well, you might have it split down the middle. Some kids want to make a difference. Some kids don't. Some kids don't want. You know, it's like I said. It, I mean, just the whole complexity of this thing. It's just not that easy to say. Hey, they had a chance to do this, or do that. You know, and it takes courage. So maybe just this group of kids or this team, this university, they just don't have the courage that maybe other individuals or other people have done. Because as far as I'm concerned, there's a ton of privileged people of a certain color that haven't sacrificed shit and could have stopped a lot of this shit that's going on right now fucking decades ago. In fact, more, you know, that's what me and you were ago. that's what me and you were running around in parachute pants listening to, you know, Van Halen and you know. Hey, you speak for yourself. I <laughs> I ran around I ran around without pants listening to Van Halen. No parachute or otherwise. Um I, I did want to mention too that um there was a rally. A part of the issue here that I should have mentioned earlier, there was a rally in Bluefield College uh in support oh, of President rallies. Trump. I hate fucking. Yeah, rallies. and every time you hear the word rally now, you just yeah. seize up and were uh, would stretch from the school's the basketball arena to the football stadium, and during which Confederate flags were flown as an example of the school allowing forms of protest. Yeah, well, it is Bluefield, Virginia. So their point is, why are we being punished, the basketball team, for kneeling when you have rallies flying the Confederate flag and and uh, forget the. What, forget the person you're supporting. The waving of the Confederate flag is reason alone to say, you know what? Maybe we need to distance ourselves from the policies of the school. So, again, I don't begrudge what they do. I don't have. I can't see the world through their lens. But I'm just wondering aloud if perhaps. You know what I think, Rob? The big I think, statement. I think this country should set up airports and cruise. There we go. <laughs> and cruise docks and have one-way trips for people who aren't into diversity here in this country and ship them over to North Korea or a couple other countries on other continents where everybody looks the same. You know, when when Trump said he wanted to buy You Greenland, mentioned his name now. I did. did when he said he wanted to buy – just let me finish. When he said he wanted to buy Greenland – Here's the only good thing about that. Are the people that you're talking about, we can just send them off to Greenland. No, because the so, people in Greenland, as far as I'm... There's like 10 people in Greenland right now. I know, but and yeah, they're, they've got ice issues they got to deal with right now that's melting. So I don't know if that's particularly the place that they, you know, we want to send people. But 
Look, I don't want to rant on this. Teach their own, but there's just some stupidity here that I just can't deal with. And uh, number sure one is. is racism. Number two is that fucking flag. Traitors, losers, slavery. Get over it. Just go somewhere else. You know, and I love, I love the southern part of our country. I love down south. I love the culture. I love everything else. It's not about that, you know, and I get it. And I'm sorry if I'm upsetting people here on, on air or whatever. I love this country, but, you know, we're on the one flag. One fucking flag. Look, you see, you got me all pissed yeah, can't off argue, now, Rob. Can't argue. Look, that's what we're doing there. Why are we pissing each other off so much tonight? Can't argue with that, with the one flag, one people, love the country. It's <sighs> not the country. It's the people. And I didn't want to talk this shit on this fucking show. Neither did I. You did it. <laughs> you brought up the Crusaders and Bluefield. And then you made fun of my hat. And then well, we that's, totally, that's allowed. That's okay. We, hit, we totally hit a that's wall. That's allowed. That's totally But allowed, we're coming so. back now. All right. It's time to move better on. than ever. To the rinks, the hardwood, and the diamonds. For a little hockey. Oops. And hot stove baseball. Come on, Rob, get those hands together. No, I don't Woo-hoo! sing, I don't clap. I only shimmy and bop. Here we go! Yeah, baby. Hockey hoops and hardball and talk on the hot shows. That's a lot of H's. That is. Triple H. Hoops, Just don't tell them I used it, okay? A baseball <laughs> and honchos. Almost. Almost the quad H. I did that on my own, Rob. I, that, that, that was uh, like You on might want to sit down. You might want to sit down for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you look very taxed. <laughs> I am. I look, man. What do I got to complain about? I'm blessed. I, you know, there's other people who got it worse than me, buddy. That's for sure. That's for sure. And you are like, so, you are like somber and deep. Are you, 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 are you broken up about Limbaugh dying today? Uh, no, no. What's the matter with you? I don't know. <laughs> What's the matter with you? What's the matter for you? All right, buddy. Let's go. What do we want to start? Oh, where we're where start are we starting? Rink? You're we're the train rink? driver. It's cold out there. We might as well start on the ice. All right. So tell me why you believe, because I see you speaking to Twitter. Uh-huh. I, I follow you intently. Yes. Tell me why you think Coach Quinn's days are numbered in Gotham. I think he's Before got we get si- to the Caps six games left. Six. How do yeah. you get to that number? He's got, a, he's got a couple of tough games here against the Flyers and the Bruins. And I believe the caps are mixed in there right now. I'm not looking. I don't have my handy dandy. Uh, well, let me bring it up here. Uh, and regardless, they could be playing the 77 Colorado Rockies. Okay, I think he's got six games left because it's just not happening. And you want to take all the excuses aside as far as injuries, the young team. Um, yeah, they've only they haven't been getting blown out. They're only losing by a goal. Keep guys around. Veterans up front aren't producing. It's something else. Something else is going on there. His, I, oh God, I got to bring this up now. I got to bring this up to back this up. All right? I'm going to do it right okay. now. Hang on a second. I got this right. right here. Here it is. All right? And I'm going to give credit, speaking of Twitter, to at the draft analyst, okay? And he kind of sums it up correctly here. And, and, and we'll get to this real quick and we'll move on. Rangers, this is after last night, losing to the Devils who hadn't played in two weeks. Hadn't practiced. And it's at the Garden. 
Start there. Rangers lose their fourth straight and 10 of 14 to start the season. 56-game season, they've lost 10 out of 14. Going back to last season and play-in round for the summer tournament, they've dropped 18 of the last 24 under coach David Quing. Quing? Quinn. Well, sorry. And, and how many years has he been the coach? And hold on. Okay, They're I'm two holding. And nine. They're two and nine in one-goal games, all right? Yeah. And again, he wraps it up with poor third-period team that can't close, which is true. And rebuild or no build, that's what gets you fired. And again, the key word is rebuild here. Third-year coach, mm-hmm. college coach, okay? And I'm sorry, but there's they've got on paper, and this is on paper, injuries or no injuries. On paper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot more talent than, say, um, and again, no disrespect to the New Jersey, New Jersey Devils last night, who had like three or four of their main guys out last night um, and lost. Good goaltender, obviously. Uh, Blackwood and stuff playing good. But there's, um, look, if you, you only know this is you're, uh, the, the, the split right now between the fan base, uh, and it's probably leaning more towards heavy now um, that they, they, they're calling for Quinn's head. They've had patience with him dealing with this and, and so on and so forth. But like I said, at the draft analyst, um, I think he nails it. I think you, you, we're all hockey fans. You, when there's nothing going and you're not adjusting and the changes that you're making, you've got the number two pick from last year, the number one pick this year. They're just not producing. They're not flowing. Um, you know, granted, uh, shots, you got two good – You got they, they took care of a lot of issues for David Quinn. They released Hank uh, Longquist. They signed guys. The Tony D issue – Right, the beginning of the season. I mean, I don't know, and, and they put a pretty damn good team on the ice for him. Granted, Panarin's been out the last couple of games. Uh, true, he's lost Truba now for the next four to six weeks. He lost Heedle there for a little bit. There's give and takes and stuff like that. But I guess it really comes down to the difference between a guy like Lindy Ruff last night, an experienced coach, made the adjustments. He's losing all those assets. He hasn't practiced or you know played a game in two weeks, and he beats the Rangers last night, who were in a flow of been playing. Yeah, close games, uh, good quality opponent, opponents, but they still lost. Barry Trotz on Long Island, struggling a little bit, made some adjustments. They don't. They have a great team on the island, but outside of you know, uh, Anders Lee, Barzell, a couple other guys, uh, Verlama from goal, uh, uh, their new kid in net too. I'm not going to try and butcher his name, but you know the the experienced coaches m- make adjustments. And they just seem to be getting out of their, uh, getting more out of their players. And unfortunately, I look. David Quinn is a good guy. He just might not be the right guy for this team at this time. And I don't think as much patience as John Davidson, president of operations, and Jeff Gordon, their GM, have. I don't know how much longer that's going to go. You could sit back and say, "Hey, look, um, it's a rebuild year. It's a gimme year." There's things that aren't happening as far as behind the bench. There's lines changing, line adjustments, flow. It seems to just be all over the place. And um, that could affect the young guys. This is the youngest team in the NHL. It could affect them. If you're in a losing type of culture, it can be detrimental to a kid's career. So uh, I'm giving him six more games if he splits here in the next six. But if they um, if they go under and, and go like one and five or – two and four, and they get blown out here, and they got some tough games, like I said, against Philly, um, Boston coming up. 
And uh, that that's just my take on it. I think you just need this needs to be something, you know, and it's just not there. I don't know what it is, but it's it's. Do just you not think? There. Do you think with the youngest team, as you said, in the league, they would benefit? from getting rid of a, a, a young coach and bringing in an experienced old school guy that can either instill a bit of fear and a little bit of respect for the game and the process and for his, his, that coach's accomplishments to make this team gel a little bit more. Look, you took a big step by getting rid of the, the Tony D mole off of your back. Do you think a more experienced coach would do better with a team this young or not- would they benefit from a young coach that maybe has a little bit of NHL experience, not just some guy that got from college. Again, no disrespect to David Quinn. Yeah, I mean, well, you take take uh, two young new coaches in Colorado and uh, Colin in Chicago. Look what Chicago's doing in that division, too. You know, these are young uh, new coaches, too, with, uh, again, depleted teams. Chicago doesn't have uh, – they haven't had Seabrook. They haven't had Jonathan Taze. That's a whole young team, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're winning. They're staying competitive. They're, but they're they're winning. That's a difference. Right. They're, they're winning. They're finishing games. They've been in some tough ones. I mean, the, the back and back against Columbus. Now there's Tortorella with that team. He's lost all his major stars. We were just talking about Dubois, uh, Dubois and Laline before that. Before that, Panarin leaves. Bobrovsky leaves, you know. Um, and, and you could just go down the list. Duchesne, all the guys who've left Columbus. And Torch still has them competitive and winning. Yeah. Talking so, about a guy that wears that is welcome. <laughs> Yeah, but he still is. Yeah, but guys like Cam Atkinson and guys who have played for Torts will back him up. They still go through a wall for him. I mean, look what they did yeah. in the playoffs the last couple of years for for Torts and stuff. He doesn't have the big money star. Like the Rangers have the big money stars. It's Broadway. Tons of money. It's different. Again, it's not so much against Quinn. It's 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 a it's a vibe. It's a feeling. It's it's not there. And when you look at like I said, their record here. It's getting beyond that, and you want to see progression. Um, and it seems like they're regressing all of a sudden. And every team has the same goddamn problems across the league as far as injuries, young guys, inexperience. The only difference is that you know what's who's who's running behind the bench, you know. And and this is this is where it's at. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you can switch over now to the Capitals now, who <laughs> did so well without four of their main guys, including Ovi. They they win through that. They get the guys back, and now they're um. Jeez. Well, uh, let, allow me to to illuminate what four. you're talking about. Yes. The so, line. the Caps are in a free and fall. And they've got Lavillette, who's a very right. well experienced coach with superstars they've on his won, team. They've won one game in the month of February, and that was last night, three-one over the Pens. They have got everyone back except well, Samsonov is back. He's just in the AHL right now. Since he's been off the ice for so long, he needs a. They wanted to get him a tune-up, but but Kuzi is back and Ovi's back, Vron is back. They're all back. Okay, but again, since they were six zero oh, and three, they are now one and four, and they've lost three of the four games they've already played against the Pens. Uh, and maybe part of the problem is people have figured out Vanacek. You know, I think one of the disadvantages of playing this compressed division only. Uh, chunks of games series against people in your division is it's a lot easier for the teams to start figuring out your goaltender, especially your rookie goaltender. So perhaps, and Vanacek had a great game yesterday, last night, but in I think nine of his last 10 starts, he's given up three or more goals after being, you know, rookie of the month. He's in a free fall. And, you know, LaViolette again has them They're Offensively, they're strong. They're, they're, out shooting their opponents, but defensively, 
and you know, in the net, they seem to be in a tailspin. And I think part of that is a Vanacek is probably getting tired considering he's got Craig Anderson, who's a, a thousand years old, like everyone else in that team backing him up. So Laviolette's probably hesitant to pull Vanacek for the old man. Um, but I think teams are starting to figure him out. So the sooner we can get Samsonov back up from AHL, uh, back up from Hershey and onto the ice in Verizon Center, I'm sorry, the Capital One Arena, uh, the better. The sooner that happens, the better. Okay, And then that's that that could develop into quite the one-two punch and goal. So we'll see. But it's been um, – except for last night, the ugliest thing on the ice last night were those uniforms – those gold jerseys they were wearing last night. Um, otherwise, the Caps played a great game, and they need more of that. So, well, and then of course they have Buffalo coming up, which you know they're talk about a team with problems. And I don't mean on the ice. I mean they've, they've had, had games postponed. We don't want to go down the Buffalo mess. Trail yeah. now, do we? Yeah, we're not going down that road. But hopefully they can they can fix themselves because they got um, they got a couple games against Buffalo. Coming up, and then we play you guys, then the Devils, then two more games against Pittsburgh. So we're going to have six games against Pittsburgh before the month of February is over, which is hard to get used to. You'll be all right. Pittsburgh's not playing that well. Um, but look, let's look at the top better. 16 real quick. Head coaches, right? Toronto in first, uh, keep behind the bench, took over for Babcock there, second year or maybe third, uh, two tops, right? Um, I think it's uh, second year, actually. Um, Quenville, running the Cats, right? Uh, second place there, ten wins. Probably never the, the the Blackhawks never should have gotten rid of Coach Q. Well, he just on. wins. But they're all right. They're, but they're doing okay. Uh, Cassidy uh, takes over for Julian in Boston. Uh, they're in third. Cooper uh, champion, obviously Tampa Bay, right? Uh, Vegas, you got Pete DeBorks, another experienced guy, uh, running the Knights there. Took the Sharks to the uh, finals there a couple of years ago in conference finals with Vegas. Um, Carolina, Cassidy, former Caps coach. <laughs> yeah. Brindamore in Carolina, super team, playing well. Again, they didn't get to play a lot in the beginning with COVID, uh, and they're hanging around there. Uh, Claude Julian, tons of experience, has Montreal playing uh, really good, exciting hockey, not so much in the last couple of games, but they were playing pretty well. Um, St. Louis, this is terrible. I'm forgetting the head coach's name. He just took over when the Stanley Cup with him uh, two seasons ago. Uh, Barubi, sorry, Coach Barubi, okay? Um, Chief. Yeah. Uh, Chicago, uh, Collinson took over for uh, the Hawks. For Quenville, and he's got them playing a competitor we were just talking about. Rounding out the uh, the top, the last five there, Trotz is on Long Island. Uh, you got Paul Maurice in Winnipeg. Uh, Alain Mignon in Philadelphia. Um, Tippett in Edmonton. Torts in Columbus. And uh, Bednar in Colorado with just a super talented team, and you know they're going to be there at the end. So you take yep. that top 16 there. Um, there's a, there's you got only a couple of young guys in there, uh, but most of them are all, you know, it's – Pretty easy there. Very experienced coaches. Yeah. Lots of Stanley Cup experience, both as players and coaches in, and around, in the top 16. COVID paused, 56 game, different type of NHL season. And I'm telling you right now, and I hate to say it, but, you know, Barry Trotz and the Islanders right now are starting to get a little bit of a. I mean, granted, they played the Sabres, who hadn't played in two weeks, you know, don't have a parade yet. But Trotz has always been a guy who, uh, when things kind of slip a little bit, he makes adjustments. And that's the big thing in the NHL. And, Rob, as you know, football, any sports, your coaching, your head coach, 
your managers, you have to make adjust- adjustments, and you have to get a good handle on your team, and you have to play through injuries as best as you can, and you have to have a good support team. Uh, and again, you know, depending on what your minor league is too. And the minor leagues right now, systems, in, especially in, we don't even know what baseball is going to be like a little bit. You know, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but um, you know, hockey too, the HL, it's all different. But anyway, and you know, by the way, every fan, speaking of adjustments. Every fan sitting on the couch, whenever their team does poorly, they always say, oh, that coach doesn't make any adjustments at halftime, doesn't make any adjustments between periods, doesn't make adjustments here and there. And I wonder, you know, this is a topic for another show, obviously. I wonder if you can really spot the adjustments that are being made. Just because your team loses doesn't mean your coach is not making adjustments. I just find that funny. That's that's the siren call of the disgruntled sports fan. But the difference between making adjustments in game to adjustments in a stretch of games, that's huge too, man, and right. very huge in hockey. That's easier to spot. The ones in game are hard for most of the lay people to spot. Well, sometimes they're easy, though. I mean, if you're down mm-hmm. a goal in the third period you get, and you're trying to get some scoring going, you, that's when you mix up and change the lines. Yeah. If you're in a six-game stretch and you don't play the same goaltender, you keep changing your defensive pairs – Injuries aside, you keep shifting players around, top six, checking line. You know, guys need to gel. Guy needs, guys need to run. But that's the one thing. I'm behind the mic, and these guys are behind the bench. I don't get paid yeah. that money. Nope. And, 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 and then I, on Twitter, I can either like or, you know, <laughs> they can't. They can't tell when we've made adjustments <laughs> in-game. But trust me, it's happening. There are Again, some adjustments. Out the NHL there. is rolling Lake Tahoe this weekend. A couple of games should be a lot of fun. The outdoor games uh, as well. And I, I got to be honest with you. Like I said, I think a lot of the hockey has just been great. Uh, they're getting these teams back off the COVID thing here. A couple more games have been postponed, canceled. It's just going to be that way the rest of the way. Yep. We'll deal with it. Uh, but I think by the time we get to the summer, hey, there's going to be some great teams running for this uh, Stanley Cup. And you might even 56, get... 56 games, top four in each division. I mean, you know, the caps are rolling. Now we're sort of clinging to that fourth place spot. So every game counts. That's what, you know, that's, that's what every, every sport, every league wants is for every game to be completely meaningful. And that's what you get with 56 games. It's a sprint. It's the same as we have here at Honchos. Every podcast has to count. And they do. And they 20 do. of them. Did we mention Woo-hoo. this is our 20th show? This is our 20th pod. 20th. 20th pod. All right, buddy. Yeah, um, Pass me the basketball. Let's go. What do you got right. there? What do you, you want to talk about? Uh, trades? Apologies or injuries? Uh, I, I like the apologies and the trades. I mean, it's all, this is wonderful stuff between Anthony Davis and James Harden. And you say Drummond, I say Draymond. I mean, which way should we go? Yeah, well, Drummond, Andre Drummond, Draymond Green, two different people. Let's start with our good friend James Harden, just real quick. You know, I love apologies because most of them stink. <laughs> but uh, James Harden is sorry for how the Houston Rockets tenure ended headline. I'm sorry. Opening paragraph from the story from ESPN.com Brooklyn Nets star James Harden apologized for how his Houston Rockets tenure ended telling ESPN's Rachel Nichols. He felt as though the lead up to last month's blockbuster trade could have gone smoother. You think (laughs) you think it could have gone slightly smoother than holding your team hostage and, and making a schmuck of yourself. You know, it, it was sort of like what James Harden did reminds me of the great episode of Seinfeld 
where George Costanza is trying to get fired by the Yankees. And he ties he ties the World Series trophy to the back of his car and drives it around uh, the parking lot of Yankee Stadium. He comes into a meeting wearing Babe Ruth's jersey, and I think he gets a jelly donut stain on it just because he's desperate to get fired. That's what James Harden was doing. Okay, except there really aren't as many, you know, championship trophies at the Rockets complex. But he's got a Baltimore Orioles problem. Be that as it may, here, I'll I'll give you that for another (laughs) cheap shot. Uh, He said, I don't like it at all because that's not who I am. I love when people say that. That is who you are. That was James Harden, slightly puffier, driving around, you know, Yankee Stadium with the World Series trophy tied to the trunk. Uh, The drama, the extra, whatever you want to call it, the negativity for me, I don't really like negative energy that's draining. So I don't like how it necessarily happened. I feel like it could have happened a lot smoother, a lot easier. But wait for it. What does everybody say to smooth over rough edges? In the end, it is what it is. Oh, sound the is what it is alarm. Or because my that, favorite, that ends all debates. The Browns is the Browns. <laughs> right. That ends all debates, kids. It is what it is. Well, okay, then. Problem solved. So, you know, again, you sound even schmuckier with an apology like this. If he had said, look, I'm sorry, I was a jerk. Let's agree to disagree. We can still be friends. Okay. But all this, it's not who I am. It could have gone smoother. Mr. Understatement. I mean, you're looking at, by the way, a finalist for Dope of the Week. But oh, oh, oh no. He, not even close. Not so even anyway, close. James Harden is really, really sorry. And I believe him, sort of. <laughs> well, hey, hear him singing? Hold on. This is James Harden, ladies and gentlemen. It's so sad. It's a sad, sad situation And it's getting on more absurd That's uh, Kyrie Irving playing the piano. <laughs> I'm imagining a fabulous Baker Boys look with James Harden laying on the piano while Kyrie Irving is playing it. <laughs> I'm really singing to a, a, a Houston Rockets jersey. Thank you for your apology, James. We appreciate it here. And Brooklyn, baby! The Nets! Maybe. The Nets. No, not going all the way. All right. Um, Draymond Green of your Golden State Warriors is annoyed. He's another guy who doesn't like the double standard. So in the last couple of days, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers have openly said they're not going to play center Andre Drummond as they try to trade him. And the same thing with the Pistons and their former Number one overall pick, Blake Griffin. They are not playing these guys. They're keeping them on the bench while they try to trade them for various reasons. Jared Allen is replacing Drummond in Cleveland, and it's just not working out for Blake Griffin, and they want to send him somewhere where his career can get a fresh start. Neither one of these guys, as far as I can see, are disgruntled, asking for a trade, pulling a James Harden. They're not driving around Yankee Stadium with the trophy tied to their bumper. But Draymond Green, who's not to be confused with Andre Drummond, be traded, not asked to be traded. He's pissed. Yeah, I heard. Not to be confused. Not to. Draymond Green, Andre Drummond, he's angry. He said after a, a game against the – well, it doesn't matter who the game was the against. Other team. But he said – The other team. Against the other team. This was right after it, Cleveland announced they were trying to shop 
uh, Andre Drone, boy, this is going to get confusing, said, I would like to talk about something that's really bothering me. He said after a win over, yes, the very same Cleveland Cavaliers. And it's the treatment of players in this league. To watch Andre Drummond before the game sit on the sidelines and go to the back and to come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him, it's bull and, you know, he said bullshit. Bullshit. He said bullshit. But of course it gets gets bleeped out. What is that all about? Sorry, I was was reading verbatim. It's bull hyphen, 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 but bullshit. He said when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it in his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for wanting to go to a different team. Everybody destroyed that man. Yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy. And then that guy has to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, he's a cancer. And he's not good in someone's locker room. And he's the issue. I have to say that Draymond Green, very engaging. He'll be great in the, as an analyst when his playing career is over. And I can't really disagree with him here. Because what he's saying is when a player wants out, you know, he's the devil. He's the problem. He should quit whining and just play out his contract and be more professional. And yet, when a team wants to trade you, when they say we've had it with you, we're done with you, we, we, turn, we are turning our back on you essentially, that you're expected to maintain professionalism and stay in shape and be a good soldier. And that, that kind of double standard is unfair, as I translate from Draymond speak. And again, I can't really say that I disagree with him. He also said later that Anthony Davis was fined $100,000 for demanding a trade when he was trying to move from the Pelicans, orchestrating his move from the Pelicans uh, to the Lakers. But you can say Andre Drummond's getting traded publicly, and we're looking to trade him publicly, and he's to stay professional and just deal with it. I, I, you know, I, I don't find much room to disagree there. So in if, other if words. Play, yes, sir. In other words, Draymond Green's. What a load of horseshit. Oh, and exactly. here's the thing. Shit. Here's the. Exactly. That's what he thinks. I, he thinks this double standard, this trade double standard is. is? Hold on. Wait, wait for, for it. it. What a load of horseshit. Horse. And here's the thing. Shit. Here's the. There's no thing, Rob. I got to get that as my, uh, my ringtone. We can make it whenever happen Paul, here. Whenever Paul texts At the me. the ringtones honchos. Yes, whenever Paul texts me. What a load So basically, of- there's a bunch of rich uh, basketball players not happy with the situation again. I suppose you could paint it with such a broad brush. Okay. Just making sure. I'm, I'm going to write my notes now. <laughs> so um, you're, you're dismissing it completely because it's just rich complaining about rich. Oh, the first world problems. They're going to move one rich guy. To another place for another rich guy. True. And then that rich guy is going to throw the basketball across the hardwood to another rich guy. And they're going to play together until they become unhappy. Hmm. Then they're going to trade those unhappy rich guys with other rich guys. Rich guys. And it, it just is wow. how it goes. That's the Can idea. you feel the sympathy dripping <laughs> through your computers, through your... Cellular phones, just that the warmth, the love, the sentiment. As Elton John once said, <laughs> What am I gonna do to make you love me? Now, come on, tell me you're not again imagining Kyrie Irving at the piano, James Harden draped across the top of it, <sighs> or maybe look, singing to his beard, James Harden. Look, Anthony Davis has more problems than the Lakers right now. Ben Drummond. 
and Draymond. I'm just saying, you know, double standards, man. That's the hallmark of sports. Double Yeah, well, you shouldn't be surprised. If you're surprised, surprised, Mr. Cooney, you should get out of this business. But I can still be, you know, angry about it. Or some would say full of bitterness and rage over this. Ladies and gentlemen, that is also Robert's Twitter account. And Twitter is not our sponsor this evening, but we seem to be talking quite a lot about it. At bitterness and rage. And the former name. For God's sakes, like everything he tweets. Yeah, even things I don't tweet. We need to toughen him up a little bit. Like it, like a, like some old, an old piece of leather. You I need to be give tough. that guy a like. Don't do it. Strikes me. Oh. <laughs> this is actually this is what Rob plays when he's when he's looking at his Twitter feed. Actually, before the show. What do I do to make you want me? I need to make was, you want me. I was sitting in front of my house playing what? this to Look all the at neighbors. This. What do I got to do to be heard? My God, they wrote this. To he be wrote this for you. I think Benny Paul's and making fun of right me. There. <laughs> Paul's going to be singing this to me someday. <laughs> when I tell him, enjoy being the sports honcho. <laughs> hey, you said that last week. <laughs> enjoy your solo career. Yeah, but that was me fearing I was going to be fired. This is me saying, look, enjoy your solo career. I'm going to find, you know, more overly sensitive Twitter users. We're going to form our own podcast. So there. We got bigger problems. We got we to send royalties to Elton John right now. That's a much bigger issue. Right now. Actually, the show is going to end without Wait, either no, one of us Wait, the show's free, to... so we're okay. The show's free. Yeah. We're not selling anything. And actually, we are. we played not even a minute and a half, and we gave some critical commentary, which is – Compliant with all FCC regulations about unlicensed music on a podcast. So there. All right. So mm. now, are you going to talk about uh, Anthony Davis's injury? No, in probably Los not. Angeles. No. No. no we got to got to let's let's keep the ball rolling. Well, okay, I'll talk about it a little bit because Anthony a Davis's injury is brought to you by our sponsors, Manscaped. Ah, we don't want you he, to have any injuries. Below the waistline. He did not injure himself manscaping, although that would certainly be – talk about synergy. This means yes. it's time to read? No, to do it's time little... to tell, talk about the Anthony Davis injury oh, okay. sponsored by Manscaped. Got it. I'm with you. Okay, so the injury, the calf strain, as they are calling See, it. which we're occurred... close. We're close. Right, we're getting, we're getting close to that area. Um <laughs> The issue is not the calf strain, more so that it's actually potentially a much more catastrophic injury um, to the Lakers center. So he's got some Achilles tendonitis that he's tried to play through. And the Lakers are calling it, you know, a weekly sort of evaluation thing. But for all sports injuries, I like to turn to my favorite sports injury analyst, which I know how many people could possibly be on that list. Good old uh, Dr. David Chow, who was the former uh, San Diego Chargers team doctor for over 17 years, not to be confused with Leslie Chow from The Hangover. That's a different guy. But he says he's looking, and I know that's football, but he knows sports injuries. Okay, what he's saying, independent, doesn't work for the Lakers, doesn't work for the NBA. If you're a Lakers fan... What he says is watching the video of when Davis injured himself, there's no definitive video evidence of complete Achilles tear. However, that's the good news. 
The bad news is, is clearly symptomatic of tendinitis and could have a partial tear. And he suggests shutting him down, not for a week or two or three, but months, weeks into months. Not good. And has warned NBA Nation that if he plays and comes back too soon, it could be a Kevin Durant type situation where a season is lost. Look, the Lakers are 22 and 7, second in the West behind Utah, a surprising 23 and 5. I mean, you can't say any team with LeBron James on it is in trouble. Certainly in trouble of missing the playoffs without Davis, but that's the Lakers need to do everything they can to get this guy rested and healthy. Um, because without him, they're in deep guac. And you have to ask yourself, is this an injury that could have been avoided had they not decided to play such a compressed schedule? And this is going to add more fuel to the fire of well, why are we playing on, an all-star Rob, game? With that compressed crybaby stuff. I'm tired of it. Be a man. Get out there. Stretch. Go. I'm not saying I'm complaining about it. I'm, as a player, I'm just saying, you know, that's that's kind of what we do here. We try to theorize. We try to see how things could be better. And I'm just saying maybe not playing all those games in a short period of time may have prevented this. But who knows? Ah, point hey, I, cer- I, I certainly don't want him to go into a Kawhi Leonard-like, I'm going to take every other game off for the dreaded load management. But who knows? When your biggest star, who's young and healthy, you know, the wear and tear. But then then again, as I say this, as I'm thinking this through, he plays with a guy who's 36 years old who misses almost zero games. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm not going to say Anthony Davis should toughen up. but He should. I'm going to say it. Toughen up. Well, you can't come back from an Achilles tear no matter how tough you are. That's not really oh, how it works. Oh, a on it. You don't just will yourself Chris back Rock to hell. used to say. Or a little Robitussin on it. The Tussin? What the Tussin? The Tussin. Well, well, look, we wish the the best for uh, Mr. Davis and the Lakers and everybody else playing in their compressed schedule, making all that money. Okay? And with that said, it's sponsor time on Hachos! Speaking of injuries. Hey, friends. Tonight's sports honchos. Support for tonight's sports honchos is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools, as always, for your family jewels. You know, the other night I was doing some grooming south of the equator with a dull hatchet and some painter's tape, and I thought to myself, "There, there, there has got to be a better way. I mean, there must be. A better way to take care of the nether regions, as we say. And luckily for me, the good people at Manscaped said, stop using your rusty hatchet, your garden shears, your old nail clippers, and God help us, the rusty menorah. Try our Manscaped family of products, including, including the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest, the latest and greatest in ball trimming technology. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. And when I tell you this is premium, 
you know that I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave. And as I tell you every week on this very show, Graham, if you're spending 90 minutes down there, you should have taken us up on our offer a lot sooner. Agree. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. Slippery and one of the, And one of the coolest features, especially now when we have the potential for terrible winter weather and widespread power outages. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. In fact, Rob, on that note, there are, there are people who use the Manscaped products down in Texas right now who are using the lawnmower 3.0 to get around the house with the, with the little outages. lights. Right. Yeah. You know, you string enough of them together. Little did they know. Make yourself a nice. No, we're not making light of the situation. We're just yeah, talking about Wait, the on. light hold on the on. lawnmower. Hold on. You said we're not making light of the situation. Do 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 do. Now, now let the I'm calls and complaints week. come in. Anywho, they've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with the always exciting Quiet Stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Oh, how could we forget about the charging stand? Show off your mower loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB technology. If you are listening to me speak right now, and I know you are. This is where Paul says he is listening to me. I want I you am. to experience it firsthand for yourself. Let's get that bush to tush clean, kids. Say that now, again, Rob. The ladies love it. Bush to tush clean. And now for the payoff pitch. Get 20% off and, as if 20% off weren't enough, 20% off and free shipping with the code and free shipping. Ponch and free shipping. Can you believe it? With the code HONCHOS, H-O-N-C-H-O-S, at manscaped.com. Make your testies their besties. And remember, get 20% off and free shipping with the code HONCHOS at manscaped.com. And free shipping. I mean, it's a cavalcade of freebies. It's a cavalcade of love from your pals at the Manscaped Honchos. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code HONCHOS, H-O-N-C-H-O-S, your balls. Man, you're good, man. You're good. I'm getting texts from multiple hey, people who work at manscaped.com going, Rob's just phenomenal. It's, it's the hatchet and the painter's Reader. tape. You yes. never know what I'm going to use down there. Just to prove to you that Manscaped is a much man, better option. We got Manscaped to you just in time, buddy. I tell you that much. You were some archaic utensils there. I'm, again, I'm just trying to prove that Manscaped is a much better option than anything you could possibly find in your house. So, but you have to will to tune in next week to find out what's Rob using this week. That's a new feature on the Honchos. What is Rob using to manscape himself to prove that manscaped technology is much better than anything you find around the house? And that includes the people. All righty. All right, buddy. Hot stove. Some baseball talk. Minor leagues. Um, man. I was having some Jersey issues in L.A., huh? No, and the no. Benintendi trade. Benintendi, is that also an Italian sauce that I, you can use? I have meatballs? no idea. No? I'm sure it okay. could be. If it isn't, there's a missed opportunity there for and spaghetti Justin, sauce maker. I got the COVID. Turner is going to stay in Los Angeles for two more years at yep. $34 million, baby. Oh, the MLB's got some bank. By the way, he's not the only – that's not the only team that offered him that. I believe the Brewers, if I'm not mistaken, offered him the same amount of money, and he I'm said, sure hmm. I'm 
dropping him some money. Milwaukee, Los Angeles. Hmm, I think I'll stay in L.A. Where, of course, you know, he made no secret of the fact that he eschews COVID regulations. But that's not why we're talking about him or any of the baseball stuff. And also, let's not forget, as I told you when I sent over our potential topics for tonight, Trevor Bauer sucks. More reason why people in Gotham and our friends here in Maryland that are Mets fans are happy that this why bag of shine is not on sucketh. their team. Why doth, why, does, why doth he sucketh too much? So, uh, apparently, uh, this was uh, February 11th, okay, from your favorite newspaper, the New York Post. The best. Headline, Trevor Bauer has his first Dodgers complaint. Now, this was almost, this was the runner-up for Dope of the Week this week, sent to us by a good friend, contributor, and official Honcho's Mets investigative insider reporter, whatever you want to call him, Patrick Scora. Uh, the Trevor Bauer's Dodgers tenure did not get off to an ideal start. The newly minted $102 million ace chided, I love that word, chided Dodger fans for seemingly being over-aggressive in their pursuit of an autograph Wednesday night. Oh, the humanity of being asked for an autograph. The humanity, Paul. Quote, Dodger fans, I love you already. I'm excited to meet you all and interact with you, and I love signing autographs for fans, Bauer tweeted. But please, have some respect for my personal space when I'm at my house or hotel. It's not okay to follow me through the hotel demanding that I sign. Oh, the humanity again. The pressure the stress that these professional athletes are he hasn't under. He has a goddamn pitch for this team yet. Right. And he's already making friends. Right. He also, by the way, apologized to Mets fans for the way he handled his signing with the Dodgers. You remember his Bauer outage. <laughs> Bauer outage here. There's a soft thing. Oh, was selling signed Mets hats and other paraphernalia, giving Mets fans false hope that he was headed to Queens. You know, again, from the small sample size of people that I've spoken to, they couldn't be happier that he chose the other coast as opposed to them. And this story kind of cements that. So if you see I, I, Trevor Bauer walking around L.A., please, for all that in the love of God and all that is holy, stay away. Part the Red Seas for him. Do not pressure the man by asking him to sign his name for his now dozens of adoring fans out in Los Angeles. So good luck. I'll good give, luck, Dodger fans. I'll give Bauer some credit, though. He might have had some inside stuff knowing that more Mets coaches were going to get fired for sexual deviancy. Uh, I was, I just, I, it's, <laughs> I feel like, you know, every time I, I look at my phone. Every um, other week, there's some more Mets, Mets guy. Mets Suris. Getting fired. Yeah, so uh, as, as as somebody pointed out on social media, it's got to be somebody on that coaching staff that doesn't have a history of, you know, abuse and disgraceful behavior. So, I mean, you know, let's just get the season started already so we can start talking about what they're doing on, on the field. In Flushing. I don't, I don't hold much the details. You'll have to you know, tell me there. Rob, it's meet the Mets. Yeah. The spelling's gonna get changed. Oh, you're you're a funny one. Their hitting coach, co-hitting coordinator. They have some weird title. Oh, well, man. it was weird because he no longer works for them. He's out. You know, what again, these, I, I 
I don't have all the details. I, I just, again, I, I'm starting to become numb to the bad news that you say you don't have any of the details. What'd you say? <laughs> Anyone for oh, penis? Oh, no. Does that mean you make it a funny? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I need a shower now. <laughs> You're so tawdry, Mr. Cuthbert. Hey, one of these days, we'll be able to talk about the amazing bats and some good things. But right Again, now, let's, no. just, let's just get the games. Let's just oh. start playing some games so we can talk about some good things. Boy, that because the National League East... The most be the most competitive division in baseball this year, and so hopefully we can start talking about what the Mets are doing on the field and leave all this offseason. I hope Michigas behind us. All right, so. Bowers sucks. Yeah, he does. Turn is staying in L.A. with Bauer and his forty-two million dollars a year. Jesus Christ, he's going to make more than Turner? And Turner won the goddamn World Series last year. And I'll bet you if you came up to Justin Turner and asked for an autograph, you wouldn't get the uh, mm-hmm. the treatment. Yep. The, oh, oh, the, I, I can't. I'm, I'm such a big star. Stay away. Leave me alone. I mean, what? One or two people maybe a day ask him for his autograph? He's not besieged with autograph seekers. He's not being. He doesn't have his own paparazzi following him around. Get over yourself. Any truth to the rumors that the Dodgers might change their name because it offends people who are offended by draft Dodgers? Possibly. <laughs> you never know. Okay. Stay tuned. But if it happens, we'll talk about it right here on the Sports Honchos. Uh, I see the Bo Sox are making some changes. Yeah, I feel bad for Red Sox fans. You know, three years ago, the Red Sox, I'll put this in quotes, won the World Series. They had the out, the Killer Bees outfield, right? Ben Attendee. Betts, Jackie Bradley Jr., yeah, which got them to that you know record record number of wins for them, and got the World Series and another World Series for Boston. And now you know we all know Betts was part of the World Series winning team for the Dodgers last year. He's been traded. Jackie Bradley Jr. is a free agent, and the possibility of him not coming back to Boston is very real. And these guys are all young; they're all in their twenties, and now they've traded Ben Attendee. To Kansas City, yeah, where he hopes to get a fresh start with Washington Nationals cast-off Michael A. Taylor. And now, if, if you're a Red Sox fan, you're looking at a team that, in a few short years, has gotten rid of you know their, some of their biggest stars. And that's true. You know, you 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 win now. They got the World Series, but then it's the holding on to these players. Okay, and it's not. Again, Jackie Bradley Jr. leaving because of free agency, if they even want him back. He may come back. He's still unsigned by nobody. Um, but they traded Betts and they traded Benintendi. So Red Sox fans, I you know, I sort of feel bad for you, but not really now that I think about it. Come on. You've had a lot of winning these last 20 years in every sport that plays in your city. But if you're a fan, you, you sure do hate to see the players that brought you there sort of ceremoniously dumped as Betts and Benintendi are. And certainly Jackie Bradley Jr. He might just go away without so much as a, a whimper or a bang from Boston. But again, three years ago, you, I'll put this in quotes, won a World Series. So would I trade a World Series to lose all of my good players? Well, if we had any good players on the Orioles, I probably would make that deal. Fortunately for me, I don't have to worry about that. See, I made fun of myself there. You did, man. 
and I'm I'm just sitting here enjoying it actually. So, anything um, you wish to add about the the one time killer bees in Boston? I just wish. I know as a Yankee fan, you're like hey. lots of luck in KC. This must be music to your ears as a Yankee fan. Woo! Get out of the East. Get out of here. Because that rivalry this year is probably going to be pretty watered down, I imagine. See ya. Anybody else from Boston want to go to Kansas City? Yeah, it's, I like Kansas City. Ever been Woo. to Kansas City? And it loses. They lost the. They lost the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. Okay. They lost. Well, they I got, guess that's a, they got no. What no, happened to Kansas City? That's nothing against the people and the place. But hey, here's the Benatendi, Benatendi, Nintendo. Um, Nintendo, I like that. <laughs> Time. Some muddy waters for you, babies. Adios. Here we go. A guitar solo. Muddy's the best. And a harmonica solo. All right. Yes, sir. The Mets were involved with that trade, too, you know. They were. But we don't care about the amazing Mets right now. No good news coming out. It's just there's the there was nothing nothing spectacular about this kid they got in part of that trade. And the team sort of sort of tossed into that trade. Rob, I gotta ask you. Yes, sir, Paul. About this uh minor league stuff here in, in the major league baseball. Um it's now their minor league system, they're it's called the Players Development League, the PDL. Yes, Isn't uh, would that you what like the some... North Koreans call their military or something? Would you like some breaking news before we get to this? Just oh. broke while Hold we're on. sitting here. Wait, wait. Some a breaking news. Wait a second. Breaking news? Breaking news. Yes. Hmm. Uh, like can I guess? Shattering glass can I, or something? Can I guess what sport it's in? Sure. What is it? What sport? You said guess what sport. I thought you were going to guess what sport it's in. No, I mean, I need you to, uh, to do it. All right, wait, it's hold baseball. On a hold on a hold on. It's ba- breaking baseball news. Go ahead. Speaking, speaking of lots of money thrown, being thrown around, Fernando Tatis Jr., San Diego Padres, has signed a contract extension. 14 years, 340 m- 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 what? million. No. What? 14 years. $340 million on, contract extension. 14, I don't even know who it is yet. Hold on. 14 years. What was the number again? 14 for $340 m- m- million. And friends, friendos, to put that in perspective, imagine you're walking around outside, you look down in the street, and there's a dollar, and you pick it up. Now do that 340 million more times. That'll put it in perspective for you. So, San Diego's got... Tatis Jr. locked up for the next decade and a half. And what? what is he, a middle relief pitcher? Plays no. once a month? What? <laughs> what does he do? He's an, he's an everyday player. He's the shortstop for your San Diego Padres. Did you do the math on that? How much is that per year? He ain't short no more, but he's living large. That, I guess that dwarfs, or does it, the Bryce Harper 13-year, 300-and-some-odd million dollar contract whatever it's a lot of money 
Who cares how much it is per year? It's a lot of money, and because it's baseball, it's all guaranteed. Where? What? Yeah. There are cities and towns in this. There are states in this country that have people living on the streets. There's a state right now that's under a sheet of ice. This guy got $340 million. And how old is he? Yes, sir. How old is he? Early 20s. 14 years. San Diego? Yes, sir. They want to win right now. They're not messing around. I'll tell you what, buddy. Uh, Me and you. These California baseball teams with all this money. 22. He's 22 years old. We are going to be all over him. Nope. Wow. Wow. I, sh- I, sh- I should have never retired from softball. No. 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 You should have you should have been seeking your fame and fortune as a fireballing short softball pitcher. You could probably have made, you know, upwards of three to four hundred dollars. So Yeah. Well, oh well. Uh, good luck to him and the Padres and the Dodgers and um yep. California baseball, baby. Yeah, we'll be all over it this year. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and the last thing real quick, we'll just talk about this and we got to move on. Uh, Major League Baseball has uh, made changes to their minor league uh, system there. They call the Players Development League now. 120 clubs. Yep. Four levels. Triple A, double A, and then the high A and the low A. They used to have they... more clubs. Yep. But all the money now is in California. Yep. After 2019, they contracted 40 teams, including a team that plays just up the road from me in Frederick. That team was given the heave-ho by Major League Baseball. Um, so these minor leagues used to have the names like International League, Pacific Coast League, Eastern League, Southern League, Texas League, etc. For now, they're just going to be known as AAA East and West, AA Central, Northeast and South, High A Central, East and West, and low A East, Southwest, or Southeast and West. Very creative. Geographically subdivide exactly. So they got rid of some really great names like Pacific Coast League, International League, and replaced it with Drek. Messing with the pastime, man. I hate it. Drek. Just I have the same outrage over this I did when old Gary Bettman came in and got rid of all the good names of the NHL divisions and replaced them with, you know, Eastern Conference and Western Conference. Because he had a basketball background. So they wanted to make it more American. Oh, well. Sons of bitches. Well, that's where the Stanley Cup resides. Sorry, everybody up there in the Dean Blum Down Network up in Canada. 1983 was the last championship by the Montreal Canadiens. No, I'm sorry, 93. 93. 83 was the last time the Orioles won a championship. I'm sorry, I crisscrossed that stuff there. Uh, Habs in 93. Every Stanley Cup since the United States team. Granted, a lot of Canadian players are on those yeah. teams. But, um, yeah. It has when not was the last time hoisted. This, it might this year, though. Hoisted. Hoisted. When was the last time a team won a Stanley Cup with zero Canadian players? Uh, I'll hang up and listen to your answer off the air. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I didn't think we were doing this anymore, but uh, it seems that no. we have some uh, NFL news. Uh, so we're going to go real quick now to the gridiron, and Rob is going to give you the speed version of the NFL Post-Super Bowl news section uh, here on the Sports Hot Shows. Go, Rob. I'll go. tell you what. We'll get more into this next week when we have more time, hopefully. But here's the deal. The big news 
is players on the move or potentially players on the move. Okay, we will be talking about coaches and coaches stepping on rakes like Sideshow Bob next week. But right now, the big news is the Texans have released J.J. Watt to give him the opportunity to play elsewhere. And as you can imagine, there's a lot of hand-wringing and teeth-gnashing over all the love being foisted on J.J. Watt and Houston Texans allowing him to walk. And yet, everyone is outraged at the way people are responding to the uh, trade request of Deshaun Watson. Well, look, here's the deal. Let me make it real simple for you. J.J. Watt is six or seven years older than Deshaun Watson. He was released a year before he was scheduled to be a free agent. He's saving them $17 million in cap space, and he's a show of the player he once was. Deshaun Watson is 25. He's under contract till 2026, and he's one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the league and so you'll forgive Houston if they're in no hurry to trade him. Plus, I think, as we've talked about, the city of Houston has gone through enough surus without getting rid of their best player. And as much as everybody has speculated how many draft picks it's going to take and players to get Deshaun Watson out of Houston, he's not going to go anywhere. Houston has been through enough. Unless somebody dumps an unprecedented amount of trade value at Houston's door, he's not going anywhere. So you'll have to forgive the people, you know, Houston for saying to J.J. Watt, it's been a good run. We're kind of done with you. We'll give you a chance to play with whomever you want. But holding, sticking to their guns about, again, one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the league. So stay tuned. And we'll talk more about the quarterback carousel later. But I will tell you, if you're keeping score, here are the following quarterbacks that we might see potentially. Hold on. Let me get my pen. Make a list. Go. All right. You got... Well, we already saw that Stafford, Matt Stafford, is with a different team, and so is Jared Goff. But these are all players who have been rumored to be on the move, as unlikely as it may seem for some of them. Aaron Rodgers, he's not going anywhere. Okay, Deshaun Watson, he's not going anywhere. Carson Wentz, he'll be somewhere else next year. Sam Darnold, potentially somewhere else next year. Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys are screwing up a good thing, which, as a Wolfskin fan, makes me happy. And... Russell Wilson, also unhappy, potentially someplace really? else. I didn't, and, know, I didn't know Russell and, was unhappy. Right, and just today, I find out that the Steelers are lukewarm at best, at best, on the re-signing of Big Ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Time so, for a change. Yeah. So Roethlisberger's we'll got to get out of there. Ro- Roethlisberger is kind of done. He's kind of cooked. He, he, he's, he's maybe with another season to get healthy, but, but his best days are behind him. He can barely throw anymore. So we'll see. We'll see if any of these players uh, change teams. But I have some definite thoughts to get into next week about where they lay on the spectrum of completely and utterly impossible to feasible and what Russell Wilson's unhappy about and so on and so forth. But we could see a lot of movement. Look, the, the first domino was Matt Stafford going from Detroit to L.A. Okay, and now we'll see as we get closer to the draft – We'll see what happens if any more of these quarterbacks move. It's so exciting. Stay tuned, everyone. Stay tuned. I, I didn't think after the Super Bowl was done it could be so exciting. Oh, it's going to get more exciting. It's exciting. It'll it's be exciting. more exciting. Trust me. All right, pal. We got some miscellaneous stuff we can talk about real quick. 
because they're fun topics. And I want to do it. All right? Sure. Woo! Plus, I like this tune. Oh, That's yeah. cool. It's a, you know, a stick the chin out and the neck pops kind of song. And you just back and forth. Woo! Hi, Rob. You, you went out of your way to tell me you wanted to talk about the Tokyo Olympics. Yes. That's right. Because it's near and dear to your heart. Nothing could be more miscellaneous than the Tokyo Olympics. And I got two things. Okay, We have a resignation, more, more insensitivity, and the show Breaking Bad has infiltrated, sort of, the Tokyo Olympics. Hey, speaking of Breaking Bad, did you watch Your Honor? I have not. Ooh, fire it up, buddy. I, Go. My, my, my sainted mother thinks that's one of the best shows on TV right now. It's fantastic. So. Finished it. I'm on to Shit's Creek now, and I laugh every night. Catherine O'Hara is just. I know uh, you've 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 Go. you've got this. You've got the steaming undies for Catherine O'Hara. Go. I get it. She's funny. Go. She's funny. Okay, so uh, Yoshiro Mori, the Tokyo oh, Olympics Yoshiro. president, Go. I know this guy has resigned. Oh, hate after to see saying, it. Hate to see it. <laughs> I, I hate to laugh, but he said women talk too much. Oh, no. <laughs> so okay. It, it sounds like a, like he's auditioning for the Japanese version of the Honeymooners when he makes a comment like – and boy, talk about skewing old. When he makes a comment like women talk too much. Well, in a country that's having gender equity problems as Japan is Japan. and with all the other bad publicity that the Tokyo Olympics is garnering, some of which is through no fault of their own, the uh, organizing committee said you're done and asked him to step down. Um the CEO of the Tokyo Olympics, Toshiro Muto, said, um, you know, we cannot take this sort of, again, gender equality in a country that's having problems with that. So uh, he will name a successor with what he says, a single digit number of people on a panel, and we will name a successor soon. Um, and he said, for myself and selecting the president, I don't think we need to discuss or debate gender. We simply need to choose the right person. The odds on favorite, though. Takeover is a woman, a 1992 uh, Olympian from the Albertville Games, uh, Seiko Hashimoto, who was a former Olympian. She was a bronze medalist in speed skating in the 1992 Olympic Games. She is the front runner to take over. What makes this more interesting is after he made his comments, after uh, Maury made his comments, there was outrage and hand-wringing and teeth-gnatching and pearl-clutching, but nobody really wanted him to resign until, until Toyota stepped in. Yes, that Toyota. Oh, you can't mess with Toyota. They okay. make good the, cars and trucks. The president, by the way, the president of Toyota is a man named Toyota, spelled T-O-Y-O-D-A. Just a little Go figure. So Toyota is one of the 14 so-called Olympic T.O.P. sponsors. They pay, are you ready? Every four years, they pay to the International Olympic Committee $1 billion with a B dollars. Every four years. Wow. They give the IOC a billion dollars. Um and Toyota did not directly call for Mori's resignation. But Toyota said, this is Toyota with a D, said, the Mori comment is different from our values, and we find it regrettable. Boom, done, mic drop. Once, they, once the Toyota Corporation said, we don't like this guy, the Tokyo Olympic Committee said, you're done. You must resign. You're out. Money talks, and gender insensitivity walks. See you later. See ya. The other thing from the Olympics... This, this segment not brought to you by Toyota, by the way. No. 
But again, we, we welcome all car manufacturers as our sponsor. Yes. Former Olympic swimmer Scott Miller was in custody Tuesday and has been charged with drug trafficking after Australian police seized methamphetamine valued at $2 million Australian dollars, that's $1.6 million U.S., Oof. and accused him of directing a criminal syndicate. Police arrested 45-year-old Miller and a 47-year-old man who has not been named on Tuesday at their Sydney homes after finding meth concealed in eight candles. Wow. Eight candles. Miller was the silver medalist in the 100-meter butterfly at the Atlanta Olympics in 1996 and was a member of Australia's 4x100-meter relay team in Atlanta that won the bronze. So I figured, he guess he figured, look, my Olympic career has come to an end. I sure do love me some Breaking Bad. Why don't I sell meth? And hide them in candles. So I saw that story today. I couldn't resist bringing I'll it blame. up. Just because any chance to talk about Breaking Bad is a wonderful day. So. And um, you know, speaking of methamphetamine, the uh, Daytona, <laughs> Daytona 500 was this Sunday. And uh, I'm just going to run down. The winner here is uh, Michael McDowell. After uh, 13 years, won his first Daytona 500. Second place is Chase Elliott. Third place was Austin Dillon. Four was Kevin Harvick. And five was Denny Hamlin. That's right, Denny. I don't know if he was named after the famous food chain, but if he was, man, my boy, I like that too. And uh, one more note here on the Daytona 500. Uh, due to the rain delay, it was the least viewed in history. It's so, very sad. So after the rain delay, um, Daytona found fans found something else to do, but. Apparently, some of the drivers took their didn't take their NASCARs, but took themselves over to fast food places because, from what I understood, normally in the in the pit crew area they have food for the drivers in the pit crew, but because of COVID, there was no open food, so they had no they had to go out to unnamed fast food places to eat. Here's a couple more nuggets. Speaking of fast food, for you, McDowell was the was a hundred to one underdog, and this was he had made three hundred and fifty seven. NASCAR Cup starts before the Daytona 500, and number 358 was the charm as he took the checkered flag. In Robin, congratulations! That would have been a lot better if you had done that with a country accent. What no, I'm, 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 I have enough trouble with my own accent. Although, if you want me to talk like this, I can. You know, no, Michael please, McDowell. Please Once again, congratulations! Hi, he's such a mensch, Michael McDowell. He finally won after 358 Woo-hoo. starts. That gives me so much nachos. Oy vey. Totally. I'm verklempt. Just totally about ruined him. our segment. What do you think? There are no uh, New York Jews down south during Daytona. It's Florida. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It's got to be a Did few it, of them. Man. That- Some Daytona news. Series, Although by twelve fifteen, most of them the are probably sound The season is underway, and we'll have more Daytona and NASCAR news as we move forward here in this more year, twenty twenty one. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we can talk about the other thing later. That I yeah, gave you. Maybe we will. All right. That's. Well, real whole quick, segment. real quick on the soccer side, the biggest news right now this week is the uh, the UFA, the UFA Championships League. Uh, the round of sixteen is underway. Uh, the first leg is okay. So um, just check that out there, and you'll find out you know who's winning over there in the soccer land in the UFA Championship. It's the big big one for all of Europe, and uh, the first leg just started. Kick the ball, enjoy it, and when it gets down to the nitty gritty, I'll come back here and I will give you some more. Soccer news regarding 
UEFA Championship. And obviously, I know Rob can't wait for MLS to start. Are we talking about the Scotch tapes again? No, that's the Scottish okay. Premier League. Okay, doesn't sorry. doesn't have a team called the Scots Tapes. <laughs> but they should. You are horrible. Right, so, know. with that said, it's time for the Dope of the Week. Dope of the Week. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, that's right. As you know, the Gags Gang and I spend countless hours each week in the basement of the Ghost Sports Media Complex to come up with each week's winner. And you can, for absolutely no reward, save for our undying respect and gratitude, help pilot the show by nominating a Dope of the Week yourself. Use the hashtag D-O-T-W on Twitter, at Cuthbert Live, at Bitter and Rage, at Sports Honchos, at Go Sports Media Co. with your entries. And who will be carrying the mythical Sports Honchos Dope of the Week cup around the ice rink of shame this week? That's right. Someone you've never heard of. Lorraine Grows. Way to go, Lorraine! And who is Lorraine Grows, you may ask? She is the daughter of Greg Grows, who was the master silversmith. I did not know that job still existed after the 18th century. The master silversmith for Tiffany & Company from 1967 to 1994. This is a big deal here in Honchoville because Papa Gross was responsible for crafting the original Vince Lombardi trophy, the official Super Bowl trophy, in 1967. Now, fast forward to February 10th, 2021. The Tempe Buccaneers, fresh from their Super Bowl 55 win over the Kansas City Chiefs, are having their championship parade. This parade, in accordance with COVID protocols, was held on the Hillsborough River in Tampa with members of the organization on boats along the river. Like all championship parades, the Lombardi Trophy was a part of the Tampa Parade. And during the parade, Tampa quarterback Tom Brady threw, threw, that's right, picked up the Lombardi Trophy and threw it from his boat to a boat carrying tight end Cam Brait. Brait, like he did during the playoffs, made a tremendous catch to save the Lombardi from taking a swim. Oh, by the way, shout out to my son Jacob for pointing out that it was not Gronk that caught the trophy, but rather Cameron Brait. So you got your shout out. So, so, boys will be boys, right? Just some possibly drunken football players blowing off some steam and not harming anyone. It was a nothing burger, but not according to daughter Lorraine. Lorraine was outraged and took great offense and umbrage to this shocking display of insensitivity towards silversmiths everywhere. And allow me to read you a couple of her quotes. From Lorraine Rose. It upset me that this trophy was disgraced and disrespected by being thrown as if it was a real football. I have a long history of this trophy being made by my father, and it's such an honor. And I know all the craftsmen that made it when my dad was also at Tiffany's, and it takes a lot of hard work. And then she goes on to say, it's, I've seen this trophy being made at the factory at Tiffany's, and it's a beautiful trophy, which it is, I add parenthetically, My father had to chisel the seams. He had to chisel the seams by hand. There is a newspaper article that shows him working on that trophy. This, the ball is hand formed and the base is as well. I hope it was also manscaped, of course. So nice job there, Rob. No problem. As much of an overreaction as that statement is, it is nothing in comparison to what Norma Ray Rose demanded next. And this is the, the payoff pitch. 
I personally, this is Lorraine Gross speaking, I personally would like an apology, not just to me and my family and the other silversmiths, but to the fans, all the football fans, the other team players. To which I say, first of all, that is a lot of apologizing. Should Brady mass tweet his apology or perhaps record a cameo for each person he offended? I kid, but seriously. The only person left off that list of aggrieved parties is the ghost of Vince Lombardi. Now, I imagine any potential apology summit meeting between Brady and Groves would be like that scene out of A Fish Called Wanda with John Cleese as Tom Brady and Kevin Klein as Lorraine Groves. So, if my good friend Mr. Cuthbert is ready... Let's listen to what that might sound like. What have you done with her? She's all right. I don't. Now, apologize. I don't. What? Apologize. Shit. Are you totally deranged? (laughs) You pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed English giant, twerp, scumbag, fuck-faced, dickhead, (laughs) asshole. Oh, very interesting. You're a true vulgarian, aren't you? You're the vulgarian, you fuck. (laughs) Now apologize. What, uh, me to you? (laughs) Apologize. All right, all right, I I apologize. I imagine, well, I never will hear the rest of it. I'm really, really sorry. I apologize unreservedly. You take it back. I do. I offer a complete and utter retraction. The imputation was totally without basis in fact and was in no way fair comment and was motivated purely by malice. And I deeply regret any distress that my comments may have caused you or your family. And I hereby undertake not to repeat any such slander at any time in the future. Okay. Secondly, <laughs> where exactly is the disrespect? Did Brady use the trophy to drive nails while he put up a drywall? Did he use the trophy as an anchor for the boat he used in the parade? Did he use the trophy to swat flies? Did he, God forbid, use the trophy to groom himself south of the equator? Woo! If so, he should have tried Manscaped. 20% off and free shipping if you nice. use the code Honcho as a checkout. Heavens no. He threw it like it was, wait for it. A football, you know, like the way it is shaped, which is like a football. Friendos, have we as a species become so sensitive that it is no longer acceptable in polite society to brazenly toss a sterling silver championship trophy to our friends across a body of water? Is this breach of decorum the social equivalent of the asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs? I, for one, am worried about future generations. So, Lorraine grows for grossly overestimating the importance of silversmiths everywhere. For using the ghosts of Hall of Fame football coaches to further your own social media agenda. And for keeping that Karen spirit alive while everyone around you is celebrating a major sports achievement, you are the Sports Honcho's Dope of the Week. Congrats, Lorraine. Your certificate is at the bottom of the Hillsborough River. Way to go, Lorraine! Woohoo! Congratulations! Woo! Just don't, you know, throw the. Mythical sports honchos, dope of the week, cup at her. <laughs> Do you It'd know be any Bulgarians? Have you met any? No, I have not. Come on, you've had to meet a few Bulgarians. But I do like that line. You're a true Bulgarian. To which he responds, you're the Bulgarian, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I tell you, I've had times in class where a student, I've just wanted to say to a student that phrase, you're a true Vulgarian, have, and hope that he goes back and say, you're the Vulgarian, you fuck. But that's Why too much to ask for. Why haven't you done that, Rob? That's too much to ask for in my little world. You know what you need to use that? On the Twitter. On the Twitter. On the Twitter. That should be my new Why name. Why didn't you retweet my tweet, you yes. Vulgarian, you? That should be that'd be my new uh, Twitter handle. You're the Vulgarian, you, and then... You can say just, it, Rob. Fuck. Well, they won't be able to write it on Twitter. I don't think you can use that in your Twitter handle. Of course you can. But I could be mistaken. You could. Of course you can. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Stay well, tuned, Mr. Cuny, it's yes, been Mr. another Cuthbert. wonderful evening. We want to thank Manscaped, and we want to thank the Dean Blundell Network for bringing us on board, and to everybody up there supporting us and saying hi this week. Uh, everybody that's up there, we really appreciate it. Uh, we're really excited to be a part of it. So check out DeanBlundell.com and check out and all. And look for us. Yeah, look for us, but don't look for us. You know, you're here for us. Right. Look for all the great podcasts that we are now affiliated with. All right? Yep. So, uh, again, we can't thank you all enough for listening, subscribing, and downloaded. And with that said, have a wonderful evening. And, Mr. Cuny, please say goodnight to the wonderful people. Hey, wonderful people. Have a great evening. Stay safe out there. Stay warm. And, again, thanks to the good people at DeanBlundell.com and the whole family of podcasts along the network for welcoming us with open arms. We will see you next week. And, as always, peace. Honchos out. Be good to yourself. Woo!